Welcome to Relentless Truth with John Warren, the podcast that extracts truth from a wide range of topics, revealing who God is, who we are, and how we relate to each other. Now, here's John with this week's powerful and practical insights. Welcome to Relentless Truth. I'm John Warren. It is good to be with you again. Please like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. I am delighted that you're here. I would encourage you to go to our website, johnwarrenmedia.com, for more information about our work. Uh, Also, feel free to send along a comment using our contact form there, or you can email me directly at john at johnwarrenmedia.com. Well, today, uh, I am admittedly heavy-hearted about a topic, and I'm a bit tentative in my approach to this topic. It really comes from just the way God has brought various things into my life, our family's life, my wife's life, and mine in, in recent days, and it it also comes from the news, which I, I realize, you know, isn't a, a reliable sort of North Star for, for navigation. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, am, I am saddened by a number of events and issues, and we're, we're going to approach them in, in future episodes. I'm going to talk about a related topic today. And uh, I hope this is, you know, I, I really go to great lengths not to engage in moralism, not to put burdens on you, the listener, not to not to get into the uh, peripheral issues of the faith. But I try to stick to uh, those important issues, those weighty issues that are the essentials of the faith, uh, largely, and their application and examples and stories that relate to those things. But today, I, I, I want to talk about integrity. I want to talk about deceit and, and lying. And, and I, I know the podcast is named uh, Relentless Truth, and it's named Relentless Truth for a reason, because we want to talk about absolute truth, the absolute truth of Scripture. But in recent days, I, I have just been overwhelmed is too strong, I guess, but burdened, heavy-hearted over the the lies that are just built into our culture. I'm burdened by my own deceit and lies uh, from from the past, from years ago, from uh, I can remember, remember various uh, times where I was not truthful. I asked my students often to if there's anyone in the room who has never lied to please raise their hand and no one raises their hand, they readily admit that this is a, this is a flaw in the human condition. So I want to talk about that a little bit today about uh, just some very practical perspectives on ways that we might uh, look at lying and truth telling that might, might be of some help. I want to look at some scripture and, and so on. Just, just good practical 
advice and I want to talk about what the Bible actually says about lying, about integrity, about deceit. And then I want to look at maybe some practical ways to repent, uh, to address this sin in our in our lives. But, I, you know, I, I am just struck by how much of our society is built on lies. And, and I include, you know, I, I know I've said the word lies a, a number of times already. I, I include in that white lies or, or whatever you want to call them, the, the failure to disclose the truth, you know, the, the obfuscation, the, you didn't say what you should have said or, and I, and I'm, I'm particularly concerned that our, our politicians, and I know there's a caricature of a politician and they're, they're all a bunch of liars and all that. Um, but, but they're not, they, at least they don't have to be. And yet our, current administration has started or put forward this notion that they're going to start a department of environmental justice. Now you and I know what that's going to look like. You know what that's going to be. You know that the environment, the actual environment isn't really going to be their concern. It's, it's going to be, intersectionality and people groups and this, um, oh my goodness, the various people groups are environmentally uh, disadvantaged. And if they really are, and this is really about the environment, then okay, great. But Department of Environmental Justice just reeks of some socialistic something or other to me. And then I'm I'm going to have some experts on coming up in, in a few episodes with the whole transgender issue, and I, I I want to talk about that though just for a minute because the implications of the fall are rather severe, and man is deceived. We are we are born sinners. Uh, sin is imputed to us. We are. We, you know, I don't want to get into a, a, a theological debate about how that happens, but it happens. There's, there's, I tell my students, go to the supermarket. Ours is called Publix. Go to Publix and watch toddlers, you know, mothers or fathers, sometimes fathers, mostly mothers, with toddlers. And you'll be convinced that we are born with a sin nature. We are born sinners. And, and, and so that, that makes this world a challenging place. The implications of the fall throughout our lives is, 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 is challenging. We, we can't be sure that salespeople are truthful. In fact, you know, I, I'm jaded, I guess, but I, most of the time I, I have to verify what they have to say. Um, they, I mean, we, we're so obsessed with compliance now. We have attorneys and PR people reviewing everything anybody says to anybody in the, in the media, it seems to me. And so there, there are those who obfuscate, obfuscate, who work around the truth to, to misrepresent the product claims, but to, they do so legally. And that's, that's frustrating. There are ridiculous claims, product claims, services claims, solicitation for litigation. Uh, and, and so I mean, we, we, could, we could talk for an entire episode about examples of untruthfulness 
in our in our culture. The promises of uh, financial advisors with investment returns that are absurd. I, I, I social media. I'm on social media really primarily because of this podcast and. It's just depressing, the claims. I, I read them and I think, oh, I hope vulnerable people don't believe that guy. There's, there's, a, there's an ad today on some real estate investment. He's looking for accredited investors. Now, it, attorneys, you, you, you know this, it, it is illegal to solicit for investors in the media. You can't go doing that uh, with a... With a uh, with an offering memorandum. And yet, you know, he's found a way to do it. And it's some real estate deal and you can do your due diligence and all that. I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I don't, uh, you know, anyway, the, the, there are, I realize there's a spectrum is I guess what I'm trying to say. There's a lying spectrum and, and, and really in a, in a sense, there's not, is there? There's, it's it's binary, isn't it? You're you're either lying or you're not, don't you think? And so, these white lies or gray area lies or failure to fully disclose are still problematic. And I, I've got to say this: I'm a problem in this regard. I, I I struggle with being forthcoming when whatever it is. I mean, if it if it's important, of course. But if it's I want. If I want the party I'm communicating with to perceive me well, I won't tell them a bold-faced lie, but I'll, I'll color the truth. I'll, I'll target, you know, I'll release information that, that favors me, um, and it sickens me. That, that, that kind of sin sickens me. And so, so I'm, I am guilty. Uh, uh, you're guilty. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're, we're all guilty of this at, at some level, some uh, more so than others. But I'm going to have an expert to talk about the, the whole transgender issue. I want, I want to talk just briefly about it now for just a moment. If you go back and, and you listen to politicians, people who speak to the public about this subject 10 years ago, from 10 years ago, you'll see that they transgenderism was thought of as absurd at, at that point. And, and now it is, it is becoming accepted and it is, it is becoming part of the mainstream. It's really, if you, if you did a bell curve of the population, we're still talking about the tail of the bell curve. We're not talking about a, a huge number of people who struggle with this. But we are going to see this increasingly as a struggle because it has become accepted in the mainstream. So numbers are small today, but, but increasingly, we're, go we're, we're going to increasingly see this, this challenge. And I'm going to tell you why. There's a tendency underlying all of us. The, the, the basis for our sin is self-sufficiency, self-reliance. And that is the root, that is the foundation. You heard me say it when we, when we went through Romans. Paul teaches it in almost every word he writes in all of his writing, all of his epistles. Jesus teaches it in, in the Sermon on the Mount and elsewhere during his earthly ministry. The Old Testament teaches it when you look at, I mean, just pick a character. 
pick Elijah and 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 that that whole story of the uh, drought and and so on. Pick other characters like uh, uh, Jonah. Anyway, if you if you study it, look at it carefully, you'll see that the basis for our sin. Go go back to Adam and Eve. My goodness, they. They, they sinned, they ate of the fruit because they wanted to be like God. They wanted to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, and, and they wanted it right now. That's the other observation I would have. They, they, they didn't have iPhones to push buttons and get immediate gratification. They, have the magic of, they, they didn't have the magic of technology, but, but they, they, they had the magic of the technology of eating of the fruit. So... This is underlying this this self sufficiency is underlines all of underlies all of our sin, but but transgender issues. I I, I want to just say this about about that that issue. We Christians are to be loving to that community. For that matter, we are to be loving to to the LBGTQ community. That lo- loving doesn't mean saying it's okay. Loving doesn't mean embracing sin, and I'm, I'm calling it sin because Scripture calls it sin. I don't get pleasure in that. I'm not that militant, pounding-on-my-desk guy, uh, picking other people's sin and saying they're worse than my sins and all, all of that, but, but it is sin, and Scripture makes it clear. And, and if you don't like that, you know, you've got some personal story or, or, or I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I get no pleasure in telling you that it's sin, but I, I'd be a liar, wouldn't I, if I didn't, if I didn't. So, so God, God created us, the creation, the, the mandate to, to be fruitful and multiply, the mandate to subdue the earth in creation and so on. We could talk about all of that. We could read the Genesis account again. I think we've read parts of it on this podcast over the last couple of years you you know that that this is this is God's creation out of nothing that we're talking about here and you know that God made man and woman and you understand if you're rational uh, if you can still be rational in this world we live in you understand that that God gave us a genetic structure that is complex and beautiful gave us reproductive organs and gave us other characteristics that are true genetically of 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 men and women. There's a there's a distinct difference, and we could talk about sports and all the rest. So 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 transgenderism goes against th- this idea that I can become the opposite gender. I mean, gender gender is a binary thing, and and I I can become if I'm a man, I can become a woman. That that is far more common, it seems. Um, or if I'm a woman, I can become a man. That 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 is at its core the sin of self-reliance. And and I'm going to have an expert or two on here to to talk about this. And uh, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get right to some some key issues at some point, and, and they'll talk about it more articulately than I'm I'm clumsily doing right now. But the point I want to make is we are to be loving. I spent time on the board of Exodus International, an organization that ministered to the LBGTQ community, and and that that was a loving, caring ministry. Contrary to what you hear in in the or heard in the media about that organization and about some of the therapies they utilized, that's a very loving 
Uh, I, I had Ann Polk on here. Uh, her name is now Ann Edwards. And I, I've had uh, other friends in, who were involved in large ministries affiliated with that organization. And I can tell you that consistently, whether it's Dr. Rob Gagnon, whether it's Stephen Black, I'm going to leave people out now that I started naming names, but they're, they're all, all of those ministries that were affiliated were very caring and loving ministries. I want us, this audience, all of us in Christianity and evangelicalism uh, to be loving to the transgender community. But that, that involves telling them the truth. It, it is unloving to just be embracing and, tell, and telling a child or an adult, it's, it's, it's more egregious if it's a child, but, but still same problem if it's an adult, that you can have a surgery and some treatments that will allow you to transition and you can become the, the opposite gender. That is not found in scripture. It's not implied. There's no, there's no loophole there. There's, no, there there's, there's nothing that justifies it. And yet, we've got to be loving and kind because these are people who are confused, who are suffering, who are struggling with sin, just like we do with other sins. And I know it's not just like we do, but, but it's very similar. Um, we, we all have areas that uh, we, are, we are vulnerable to from a sin standpoint. And, and this, this notion of lying I think comes into play here, this wanting to be something we're not. And, and we're going we're gonna to try just quickly to get to, on, on at least the surface level, the key here, the, the root radical explanation for why, why we lie. Why do we intend to deceive? And, and we, we do this a, a, a number of ways, but I, I want to look just for a second. And, and, and so... Before we before we look at scripture, and I, I want to get there quickly here, um, we, we've got uh, you know this this Department of Environmental Justice. We've got all kinds of evidence of 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 deceit in government and politicians. We've got transgender issues, as you know, and and we've got um, the the economy and the obfuscation that goes on around the economy. You know, the 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 government says. Oh my goodness, we're concerned about inflation and we've got to tamp it down. Well, you created it. And we've talked about that here. I mean, government created inflation. It, 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 there's some inflation that comes from other sources. I understand it. Economists don't get all excited and send me emails. I get it. I know about demand pull and cost push, inflation, all, all, that, all, all that stuff. But primarily inflation that is rising prices is due to a devaluation of the dollar. So, so if you're a young person and you're just imagine being in high school, imagine being a high school senior about to graduate today and dealing with all of this deceit and having, having to be told by their parents and teachers and whoever else is influential in their lives. They say youth, youth leaders, you're going to encounter a, a lot of, a, a lot of misrepresentation and you've got to guard your wallet and you've got to be very careful. And all these claims are ludicrous and you've got to check them with the facts, and, and, and you, you basically can't trust anybody. I mean, can, can, can you just imagine being in the position there? I mean, the, we were in that position too, to some degree, and there were, I can think back on some people who took advantage of us when we were younger, but, but 
wow, it is just prolific today. It, it, it is deceit has become normalized in our country, in our world, but specifically in this country. And I have to wonder, is, is it God's judgment for, for what, we've, what we've done, what we've condoned? We've, we've called good evil and evil good for quite some time. Well, if you look at Psalm 24, you know, I sometimes jokingly call it the forgotten Psalm, you know, 22 and 24 on either side of the 23rd Psalm. But there's a, a couple of verses that I, I think are, are kind of interesting. Uh, verses three and four of Psalm 24, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. And it goes on in verse five to say, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And, and it, the, the point is that, that even in the Psalms, this, this notion of truth, having clean hands and a pure heart and, and not lifting up his soul to what is false and not swearing deceitfully is, is referenced. And then over in, in John, I, and I, I, I try not to overwhelm you with a, a bunch of references to, to make these points. We could on this particular one. But John eight forty four, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And then he goes on, but because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God, the reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. That sounds harsh, doesn't it? But it's true. This notion of truth is so important for us to talk about. There are some sections of scripture, and you know many of them, I'm sure, that talk about, you know, that have lists of sins. And it's really interesting because you don't, uh, it, it is really not funny, but but you don't hear sermons about this. You 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 hear you hear ser- sermons oftentimes about hearts, rainbows, and happy stories. But Paul talks about sin sometimes, and he and he names them. And there's there's a section we've read here before in Romans one, and and he names lots of sins, mostly sexual sins in that chapter. But there's this paragraph near the end, starts in verse twenty eight. And there, there's a, there, there's kind of a, a, a trend. There's a pattern. Let's call it a pattern that exists in Scripture that Paul talks about a lot in his writing, and that is that man sins, man sins. God is gracious. God is gracious. God is long suffering. And then there's a hardness of heart. Well, this section in verse 28 and following in chapter one of Romans captures this beautifully. It says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. God, God didn't just create people who were reprobate. And I, I know, Reformed friends, you're not going to like the way I just said that, but I don't have time to go into the 
the nuance there. I, 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 I'm trying to make a point about our sin and its impact and God giving us up to a debased mind when we sin. And this, that pattern we see in Paul's writing consistently. And verse 29 says, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of, and then he, he lists all of these sins. Well, the fourth one, he, he starts with envy, murder, strife, and then he gets to it, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers. What's a slanderer? That's a liar about a person. Haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful. What's a boastful person? A liar. Inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. person who's disobedient to parents is usually lying. Foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So you can just see that lying, the, the root of lying is pride. It's, it's self-aggrandizement. It is self-sufficiency, self-reliance. And, and I, I've been thinking uh, in preparation for this episode about some things that maybe I could share with you that, you know, might tell you something bad about me and my thinking, but might be helpful uh, to you. And I, so I think, I think as we look at this, I, I'm wondering if you would just pause and just evaluate why do we lie? First of all, the cost of lying is, is significant. The cost of lying is significant to other people. If we really live our lives esteeming the needs of others ahead of our own, then we, we won't lie to them because we're, we're esteeming our own needs ahead of others when we lie, aren't we? Think about that. We're, we're creating an environment that is untrue. We, we can't say that, that we stand for truth, that we believe in biblical truth, that the Bible is our source of absolute truth and informs our lives, and then go live a life of lies and, 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 and be consistent, can we? There's a cost of lying. That cost is in other people's expectations changing to mirror something that isn't truthful. And, and usually our lies are obvious to other people. We just don't speak to each other the way I'm speaking in this podcast episode. We, we usually just look the other way, don't we? I mean, we almost expect it, don't we? Well, that person didn't tell me th- about that, but they knew it and they knew I needed to know, but they still didn't tell me. And, oh, well, I understand that because whatever excuse, you know, they're, they're shy or they're, they've had a bad experience with that or they, whatever it is. I mean, we, we do this all the time. We, we condone, we condone the lies of others even, which is really what Paul is saying there. in at the end of Romans, we we do condone the sin of others, but there's a cost associated with lying, isn't there? And then, and then there's something else that, you know, scripture teaches humility. And I don't need to remind you of, uh, you know, Paul's admonition to not think more highly of yourself than you ought, that your gifts come from God and God has gifted you according to measure of faith and so on. You, you know all those verses and all that truth. 
but but there's a there's a there's also a a self-elevating element of lying isn't there so that there's a cost of lying in the lives of other people we're not really esteeming the needs of others ahead of our own and then there's self-elevation associated with lying and and, and what's really interesting about this is we have to make ourselves stupid we we have to be intentionally naive i mean this this evil is is scary because if you elevate yourself and lie about some characteristic of yourself i mean you know you hear about companies promoting products that that have characteristics that aren't aren't real or or I, I I guess I've never been on one, but people who who are on these dating sites, uh, there are songs about you know joking about the fact that they oversell themselves online. Um, it, you know, we lie even when we know the truth is going to be revealed. And young people, you in particular, might struggle with this. As you mature, you'll see it, but but you might struggle with lying, knowing your parents or some other authority is going to figure out the truth at some point and yet we still lie. That's how scary this is. We have to we have to dumb it down. I mean these I see smart young people do this and smart adults do it. I can think of all kinds of product claims that are lies. And you know when people go home and 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 they take whatever it is or use whatever they're going they're going to figure it out, aren't they? Aren't they? I mean I I'm, I'm trying not to get into different products. I, one, I don't want to get sued, but two, I, I don't want to go down a bunch of rabbit holes here, but I, I'm thinking of five or six products just right now that where I see their ads and I know they don't work. I, and I, I know the claims they make are, are untrue. One, one described their product and, and its quality. And they, they called it, they said, you don't understand the situation. <laughs> If, if you if you're buying the product based on this factor and it's a factor where they're weak and, and what do you mean we don't understand the situation we can read i think we do so anyway there's there's a couple things we've talked about so far the cost of lying is in the lives of other people it's it's an it's an elevation of our ourselves we've said also uh, it's self-elevated it's not you 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 cannot participate in lies and and contend that you are appropriately humble and and then you know, here's where here's where it gets tough we're resisting god aren't we we're saying god's standard doesn't matter we're we're saying we're we're succumbing to the to the implications of the fall and and that's that's really what i what i wanted to say to just to characterize lying very clearly we have to make ourselves stupid. It, it has a cost, so, so we, it doesn't work if you care about other people. And it's, it's self-elevation, and it involves resisting God. It is, it is impeding to our walk as Christ followers. And, and yet we do it, and we almost feel obligated to do it. We almost feel trapped in, in lies. Now, I want to I wanna talk about one, one more big topic under this heading of lying. There are people who are known for lying. I can think of a few people I've known over the years where everyone around knew they were lying and didn't didn't confront them. But 
boy, did we talk privately. Gossiping and slandering and all of that stuff, that's, a, that's another topic for another day. But, but the, you are not invisible. You have a testimony. We have, we have an image. We, we, we are to be Christ followers, imperfect Christ followers, who seek to glorify God and love our neighbor as ourselves. And you can't do that if you're living a life of deceit. Now, one of the things I did when I was younger is, boy, could I weave a tangled web of lies. And you end up lying and struggling to remember your lies and then lying to protect yourself about your lies. And, and, all, and you get in this, this vicious cycle that is just a mess. And you can feel like, even as a Christian, you can, you can get to the point where you feel like, I can't tell the truth. I want to encourage you with this, that there, is, there, there are a number of scriptures. One, one in particular uh, comes to mind the, in the words of Jesus that, that God the Father will forgive all of the sins of man except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I just paraphrased that verse. And, but but I want you to I want you to think about God's forgiveness. He, he, God is is just and and will forgive. He maintains his justice, but can forgive because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. So, and and we've talked about that again and again. I just want to encourage you that this applies to lying. This applies to tangled webs, and and if you really want some relief catharsis if you just if you want to just get the load off of you go sit down with the person you've lied to or people you've lied to and tell them the truth yeah pray about it in advance make sure it's the right thing to do but but i would just encourage you that that confessing that you've been untruthful is cathartic you can untangle the tangled web Young people, your parents are going to still love you. They're going to love you just as much, and they're going. There's going to be relief if if your if your conscience, and I think your conscience is important. If if it's if it's made guilty by lies, experience the catharsis of asking God to forgive you and the party you've lied to. To forgive you, and you, we can we can split hairs and get into uh, you know I could bring back Keith Ablo and get into the the psychiatrist view of you know when is it appropriate to go back to the other person and when is it not when do you just let that lie because it no pun intended because it was years ago or something I I understand that but if it's a matter of conscience and you you need to come clean and you're you're lying to cover lies if this is something that's active in your life and is troubling has been troubling to you i would just encourage you that you you're you're not too far gone i i i didn't really address this whole transgender topic well because i'm not qualified to but i'll tell you this that the we can be loving to people who are transgender we don't have to go try to fix them we don't have to yell and scream at them but we do owe them the truth. And many of them need help. 
and want help. And I, I realize how politically unpopular this is. And if some folks get a hold of this, they'll 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 come at me on social media. But but it is sinful for physicians to do the some of the surgeries they do. It it is it is wrong for for us to not be content with the gender assigned to us by God. But it's also wrong for us to be unloving. And and so so kindness is part of being loving and so is truth telling. And we need to we need to tell the truth in grace and love. We don't need to shout with a bullhorn, but this this community needs to understand that that they are loved by the Christian community, but not embraced for their sin, just like we don't embrace other sins. And I'll, I'll, again, I have an expert coming on soon to talk about this topic who can talk about it much more artfully, but it just occurs to me that there are so many segments of our society that are built a- around deceit. That I mean, I mean we, we deceive people to make money in our culture in the United States all the time. There are, there are folks who actually believe who are, their industry requires deceit. Um, there, there, if you look at the compliance departments in most companies and you look at the public relations departments and you look at the outside counsel that is hired and, and you look at the careful posturing, now some of that is necessary. Some of that is due to all the sharks that are out there and predators that are out there. I get it. But we love to make claims in our culture that are false and we leverage them to make money. There are people, where I was going with that a minute ago, is there are people who believe that you have to be deceitful to make money. Well, I just want to let you know that 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 get that out of your head. There, that is not true. Young people especially, you can tell the truth. You can tell the truth well, clearly. You can talk about the future, features and benefits of your products and service, and, and particularly the benefits, and you can do it in a good, healthy way and sell your products or services to people who need them and meet legitimate needs and make a ton of money. There's a way to do that the right way. You don't have to lie or misrepresent or or color the truth or deceive or hold back elements of the truth to, to be successful financially. Financial success is not built on lies and being evil. And, and it makes me cringe when I hear that, I hear our, our leaders, our politicians say, oh, well, everybody does whatever. And, and, and it's deceiving and less than forthright. forthright. Or, or, oh, it's expected that, and then they follow with whatever the lie is. That's not true, young people. You don't, you don't have to live that way. I'm not holding myself up. I want to be clear in closing. I am not holding myself up as the standard for you. I'm not. I'm holding Jesus Christ up as the standard for all of us. And I'm just telling you that this area, I don't talk about a lot of specific areas of sin, but this one is so underlying to this, this sin of self-reliance this, and, and lying to, to somehow promote ourselves is so misguided, has such bad consequences in our lives that I, I really just wanted to spend a few minutes encouraging you to repent and come clean and maybe get maybe I've given you some perspectives that might be helpful in in doing so now if you 
if you do take me up on this and you try to, you know, go tell people that, you know, you've lied to them in the past, I, I, I think you want to be very careful with that. Get If you're young and you're still at home, get your parents' input on how to do that if it involves people outside of your family. Um, there, there, there could be restitution required. Um, there, I just think if we're going to, as Christians, if we're going to advocate for the absolute truth of Scripture, we've got to advocate for all of it. And this is a huge underlying problem in our country and in our culture right now. I would love to see the news media decide that, you know what, we're going to be apolitical, we're going to go down the middle, and we're going to tell the truth all the time. We're not going to be beholden to sponsors. Uh, we're not We're not going to care what they think. We're going to tell the truth. Now, you might have a favorite news outlet that maybe does that to some degree, and that's wonderful. I can think of a few who try to do it. Their, their presence is more online than on television. But I hope this is helpful. We need to close with our great encouragement in Christ, who we are in Christ. It is, it is our, our baptism with our, our, our incorporation with him, Paul teaches us, that allows us to live successful lives. It is by his grace through faith in him. He is our great sustainer. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as our comforter. He intercedes for us as we, when we don't know how to pray as we ought. Um, this Christian life following Christ is wonderful. And my encouragement today is to not, not let ourselves get sidetracked with the sin that is in society and in our own lives relative to uh, proclaiming truth. We can't proclaim truth effectively if we're living a lie, living lies. And I know that's daunting and not the most uplifting uh, uh, information to receive in a podcast episode, but I hope you'll be gracious with me and understand that it is it is part of biblical truth, and I just felt compelled to share it today. I hope you'll come back next week. We have some interesting episodes planned I look forward to having some guests on with me very soon, uh, some of whom you're familiar with, to uh, give you updates on their stories and uh, to provide some new information. We are nearing episode 100. We'll be there in just a couple of weeks. Uh, It's an exciting time. We're almost at the two-year point. Uh, Thank you for supporting Relentless Truth. It is always good to be with you. I hope you'll like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. Please encourage your friends to listen to this podcast. It is is just so encouraging to me. I received some communication today from someone via email telling me that they listened to the podcast and enjoyed this particular episode. I, I also received an encouraging uh, message from a colleague who uh, I didn't know he, he necessarily listened to all these episodes, but uh, just it's, it's just encouraging that uh, this work is making a difference. And uh, I look forward to being with you again next week. You can go to our website, johnwarrenmedia.com for more information or send along an email to john at johnwarrenmedia.com. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Relentless Truth with John Warren. Please consider sharing this podcast and subscribe to receive future episodes. Connect with John regarding your comments, questions, and show ideas through johnwarrenmedia.com or 
at John Warren Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's all for this episode. Join us next week for another edition of Relentless Truth with John Warren. Thank you.